Hey there, welcome back to The Truth is Somewhere, a conspiracy theory podcast where we talk about exactly that, conspiracy theories, and maybe sometimes other things in that area. Megan, today what are we talking about? Today we're going to reel it in from last week's utter silliness, mm-hmm. uh, led by our friend Corey. <laughs> hey, I, talk, I talked about something very, very serious. Uh-huh. Well, we're going to talk about something very, very, very serious today. Ooh, extra very in there. We're we're getting we're getting real serious and a, l- a little bit dark today. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. Today we're going to talk about vaccines. Oh, nice. Yep. Vaccines are serious. We're going to talk about vaccines. Yeah. And the conspiracy theories that surround them. Okay. So without further ado, let's jump in. In 1998, British gastroenterologist Andrew Wakefield and his colleagues published a study in The Lancet, which is a medical journal, Uh suggesting they had found a cause to autism spectrum disorder. Okay. Wakefield and his colleagues examined the digestive tracts of just 12 children with behavioral disorders. Only 12. Only 12. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's important to note that. Only 12. That's how many are normally in a uh, recognized study. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 12 children, Mm -hmm. nine of whom were autistic. So... Other behavioral disorders as well as nine autistic children. Okay. Um, in those children, researchers found intestinal inflammation, which they blamed on the measles, mumps, and rubella, or MMR, vaccine. Okay. Wakefield suggested that the inflamed intestines let toxins into the bloodstream, which traveled to the brain, effectively poisoning the brain. Okay. Um, two-thirds of the parents involved, so parents of eight of the kids. Mm-hmm. Eight. 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 Uh, cited the fact that their children had gotten the MMR vaccine within 14 days of the noted changes in behavior. Okay. Um, those parents believe that the MMR vaccine was responsible not only for the inflammatory bowel disease that each of the children had, um, but also for what Wakefield defined as regressive autism. So basically the parents said that they were like happy, normal children, mm-hmm. and then they lost a lot of their basic skills and their language skills. Interesting. Within 14 days of getting this vaccine. Okay. Um, so remember, he's a gastroenterologist, so his whole thing is looking at the, the stomach, like the intestines. Yeah, not the brain. But he happened to find this inflammation. Uh-huh. And then Good for him. the inflammation was that. also linked to the time when they changed, like... When their behavioral develop like developmental disabilities made themselves known, essentially. Okay. Okay. Um, so he and 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 twelve other people published this paper okay. in the Lancet. If 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 I if I remember correctly, because autism is not something I know um, a lot of information about, but it is something that doesn't. Um, Unless it's severe. Mm-hmm. It's not something that normally shows itself until about the time the uh, child becomes a toddler, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you have, like, a normal happy toddler, and then suddenly, like, things start to go funky. Like, okay. they develop normally up until that toddler point, and okay. then things start to go sideways. Okay. And it's, like, it's a huge spectrum. It's not just, like, right, one right. defined thing. Mm-hmm. So, which is why he defined it as regressive autism. Um so Wakefield announced his fighting, findings at a press conference and kicked off more than a decade's worth of debate and hysteria. Mm-hmm. Um, something I found really interesting, and like I already kind of make a note of it, but um, his paper was only five pages long. Like this published pa- study was only five pages long. Short and concise. And he only had 12, <laughs> 12 people. And so it was just insane to me that like 
such a very small research paper with such a very small sample size could have kicked off this type of hysteria. Like, this yeah. level of hysteria. Because we're still talking about this 20 years later. Yeah, we are. We're talking about how ridiculous Yes, we, you and I are talking about- Vaccinate how... your children. <laughs> yes. You and I are talking about how ridiculous this is. And, like, science-minded people are talking about how ridiculous this is. But there is a large contingency of the population that is, like, terrified of vaccines. Yeah. You know, we might- and We might, uh, lose We some... might lose some listeners- Truthfully, I know this. truthfully, I don't care. <laughs> I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I would love to have as many uh, listeners as it, you know, as possible. Mm-hmm. But if this right here upsets you because you believe that you shouldn't uh, vaccinate your children, then you don't care. You only care, one, about your one child and your yeah. one belief with no science backing it. And you don't care about the other children that you are affecting, the other people you are affecting. Like, absolutely, it is disgusting and entirely selfish. Yes. You have have hijacked a lot of the points that I'm going to make later. Sorry. I picked picked a topic about which we are both passionate, obviously. Yeah. Uh, But it was a topic that I felt like... We should cover because hey, we do what? not steer away from controversial. Let's do it. Keep here. going. We'll touch. We'll touch harder <laughs> on the the things that I yeah. very lightly touched on. Yes. <laughs> so that was 1998. Okay. So then in 2002, Wakefield and colleagues published a second study, which I actually didn't know he had done a second study. Okay. Like when I had heard about this before, mm-hmm. and you were like, "Oh, this has all been debunked." Like I only knew about the first study. I didn't know he had done two, and okay. the second one was much more damning. Oh, yeah. Um, the second study was involving uh, 91 children that had autism and 70 children without. Mm-hmm. And Wakefield and his colleagues studied intestinal biopsy samples from all of the participants and found that 75 of the 91 children with autism had measles in their intestinal biopsy tissue. And only five of the 70 patients without autism had the same trace of the virus. Which, that is super, super fascinating, for sure. And there's there's a little bit in that okay. where that makes me go, like, so what's the link between measles and autism? Like, that's crazy, right? Sure, sure. <clears throat> and um, the problem was, and I'm just going to touch on this a little bit because this has all been debunked and I don't want to get too far into the weeds on that part of it. Okay. But th- there's very good scientific arguments about the fact that um, in this study, they left out, like, the times at which these children had been vaccinated. Okay. So, like, we don't know if the children with autism had been vaccinated, like, three days ago. Ah. And the children without had been vaccinated, like, two years ago. Sure. Which could explain why you would find parts of a live virus. That's true. In the guts of somebody who had just recently had it done versus somebody who didn't. So we don't know when the children were all vaccinated. That makes sense. Which is, like, a huge thing to leave out. Absolutely. Because if you're looking if you're looking to say there's a causal link, uh-huh. wouldn't you keep track of when those children had been vaccinated? You think that would help? Absolutely. Yeah. If you're looking for a causal link, specifically, you would want to know when those children had been vaccinated. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think definitely after, after doing one research paper, mm-hmm. one uh, closed experiment... You get the okay, or you do it yourself, and you do a bigger one. Mm-hmm. I think I would ask every question I possibly could. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Even if I found that I was wrong, at least I asked every question I could and found it from every direction I possibly could. I mean, if 
his his sample size is definitely better. It's yeah, not it's, it's not it's not size. the thousands that usually no. get put into something like that, but it's much better than it was before. Uh, it it's hard to it's hard to make a claim with with numbers that are that small, but it's definitely it's definitely uh, something that leads towards it. Right. Something more viable, I should say. But otherwise, I, I don't I don't know what the link is between what he found, but. You're absolutely right. He left out a big like piece you of can't find a causal link because he didn't le- like he didn't give us the pertinent information. Not enough information to, to say there's yeah. a causal link. So almost immediately following Wakefield's revelations, people took up the war mantle against vaccination. Mm-hmm. We know this. We've mm-hmm. seen it. Um, in the United States, at the same time, fears emerged regarding the use of. Uh, I'm so sorry. Medical terminology is not my strong suit. The morosal, which is a mercury-based preservative, uh-huh. and the preservative had been introduced in the 1930s to prevent bacterial contamination in vaccines. Makes sense. Mercury is um, really bad for a lot of like, things. Yeah, it's it's half of that preservative's weight is mercury. Okay. And we know that mercury, in large doses, is extremely toxic. Yeah. But they were like it was such small doses that like when. They looked into it when there was research done. There was absolutely no proof of any causal link between this this mercury and autism. Because in the United States, so in the UK, you have this guy claiming that it's coming from the MMR vaccine. Sure. In the United States, you have people claiming it's coming from the mercury that is used in the preservative in the vaccine. Sure. Causing autism. That's what you have people on both sides of the pond saying. Yeah. So I would, I would question... Mm-hmm. If there was more mercury in that vaccine than what a person who had fish in a regular diet ate, well, that was the thing. Week. It was like it was it was around that time when they started investigating more about like mercury being in fish and how much uh-huh. we can reasonably ingest okay. before things start to be. So it was it was already a big scare, mm-hmm. and then it just became a bigger scare. Essentially, is what happened, I'm and not... there were lawsuits flying everywhere. But bottom line was nobody found any causal links. Makes sense, and the CDC. Because even though they found no proof of harm, they went and said went ahead and said as a precautionary measure that you're going to take that preservative out of vaccines that are given to children six and under. Sure, that makes just sense. as a precautionary measure. Why not? Just yeah, they have tiny Better bodies. Safe than sorry. Better safe than sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were certain flu vaccines that were given exemption for it, but mm-hmm. otherwise, like all the big vaccines that children get, don't have that in it. Probably all the ones that um, could live without it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. So and then. Then you get, like, celebrities are starting to get involved. So environmental lawyer Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Mm -hmm. took up the mantle against vaccinations and the United States Public Health Establishment in 2005. And he's published numerous articles in popular culture publications, such as Rolling Stone, Salon, and even Huffington Post. Which is, like, definitely credited towards this becoming a much bigger hysteria than it could have been. Oh, absolutely. Like, when you start publishing things in Rolling Stone Mm -hmm. and Huffington Post, where a lot of people are reading and a lot of people are seeing and it's being shared through social media, that's when you start to get, like, the buildup of people believing this. And I didn't didn't write this down, but I was, I I looked at a lot of Pew Research statistics on um, people who believe that vaccines are not safe. Uh And it was really interesting because, um, I guess it's really not that interesting or really not surprising at all, but they found that people who were highly educated tended to hold with science weird. and be- I know weird, right? And believe that vaccines were safe. And so it was the people who were like of a lower education mm-hmm. that believed that vaccines weren't safe and were choosing not to vaccinate their kids. Yeah. And then in Romania, it has caught like 
This is crazy. So Europe's having it much worse than the United States is. The United States still actually, like, largely believes in vaccines. That's good. Um, Europe, it's a catastrophe for Europe. In Romania, it's a very poor country. So what you have is you have low socioeconomic classes who are not highly educated being essentially afraid of the system, like afraid Mm -hmm. of the man. Sure. And being told that their children need to have this thing and thinking that it's not safe for their children. So they've been choosing like en masse to yeah. not vaccinate their children. And they have such a bad measles outbreak going since 2016 in Europe that Ugh. it's killing thousands. Sure. And like, which is crazy because we don't really hear about that. No. And I mean, it's a, I mean, it's not a U.S. thing. So it's not a U.S. thing. Don't hear it. Well, I mean, we're getting cases of it now. I just yeah. saw an article uh, talking about, I don't know. I think we've got no more than 20. Yeah, it's very, very low because we still have a high rate of vaccination, but it's going down. But what's what's really sad about that is some of those people were people that are allergic to the... Yeah, or you have infants who aren't old enough to get it yet, or you Mm -hmm. have children who um, have, like, cancer, childhood cancer, and can't get vaccines while they're undergoing treatment. And this was a disease we thought we almost eradicated. It had pretty much all but been eradicated, yeah. Yeah. Um, In 2017, there was actually an outbreak that started at Disneyland... Interesting. Because there was a child who wasn't vaccinated yeah. when they should have been. So, hmm. um, anyway, moving on. That was all stuff that I hadn't even written down, but we just no, started talking fun. about it. Uh, so he was joined by multiple coalitions, the okay. guy that wrote in Salon and Huffington Post and Rolling Stone, <clears throat> um, and celebrity influencers that had become convinced that the government was poisoning their children and causing an autism epidemic and lying about it. Oh, so here's our yeah. conspiracy, right? Uh-huh. There's yep. our conspiracy. There it is. Um, <clears throat> so actress Jenny McCarthy blamed MMR for her son's autism and in 2008 said, quote, In 1983, the shot schedule was 10. That's when autism was 1 in 10,000. Now there's 36 and autism is 1 in 150. And she's basically mm-hmm. like, it's got to be this this vaccination thing but like experts Uh don't really know if there's actually an autism epidemic like they 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 basically say it's hard to tell right now if autism itself is actually on the rise or it's just because we've started paying more attention and we expanded the spectrum to include other things absolutely in the 1990s there was this big push in special education to pay attention to autistic kids Mm -hmm. so it might just look like we have more cases but it's really just because we've gotten better at diagnosing those cases i mean you're i think you're absolutely right on the darker side of things now that uh we have um made it easier for people to uh report things like rape Mm -hmm. incidents have been on the rise right 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 and has it actually gone up or is it that just because people are actually reporting it now because they're not as afraid to do it yeah right so it looks horrible like if you look at the numbers between you know i'm sure 1990 and 2018 in 2018 the number is way larger than it was in 1990 but is it really on um is it actually actually larger larger? i mean population population increase um considered in that is it actually any larger than uh, than it was before. Yeah. Well, and the, basically, it's just that when you have experts on aus- autism spectrum disorder mm-hmm. who are working in this field, and even they are like, we can't really tell you yet if these are higher incidences. Like, sure. we have to wait because we've just paid more attention. Right. So, 
Yeah, it's, like, really pretty to think so. Like, that's such an easy explanation to be like, oh, 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 it's the vaccines, I found it, I found the thing, it's the big bad boogeyman, here it is, I found it. Sure. But that, like, the answer just isn't that simple. Mm -hmm. And, and I'll hop in here, because I also didn't write this down, because this wasn't the, the focus, but I know people will ask, we don't know what causes autism. We know it is not vaccines. Vaccines do not cause autism. That has been debunked. End of story. It it is known that it is probably a genetic factor. Chromosomal. I thought it. I thought it was pretty certain that it was chromosomal. Well, so here's the thing. They think that there may be environmental factors, and they think there there is definitely genetic factors. Oh, but yeah. they don't have like a steadfast. This is what causes it. Sure. Okay. Because there's no way to like definitively be like this is what causes it. So don't do that. But there's definitely a genetic factor, and they know that because when you have twins, if one has autism, Mm -hmm. if one embryo has autism, you are 60% likely to have the other embryo have autism as well. So there's a genetic link? Absolutely. Yeah. So they know there's a genetic link. They think there's an environmental factor, but they don't know. Okay. Research is still ongoing. They do know it's not vaccines, though. But they know how to... Can't they normally test it before? They can test when it's still in utero. Yeah. Okay. Mm, well, I don't know if they can test for autism. They can test for Down syndrome. Okay. Which is still a f- in utero. Isn't that a form I, of autism? Technically, I'm not sure. Not well educated. I thought. On that. I thought that was. I thought that was the severe end of it, but I'm not sure. I am not well educated on that. I I'm apologize. not sure. I thought Down syndrome was the severe end of it, with like Aspergers on the other end. You may be right. I I'm just, not positive. I though. don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so while well, all the hysteria is building. And the public conversation was happening with increased vitriol on both sides. Like, I I am sure some of you have been on social media where you have seen somebody that may be an acquaintance of yours. If you're on the, 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 the science side and you think that vaccinations are safe and that anti-vaxxers are putting hordes of people in danger, you have seen an acquaintance of yours post something anti-vax. I know I have. Which is shocking, because I wouldn't think that I would have any friends that would do that, but I have. I'm sure I have. And it makes me irrationally angry. Mm -hmm. And I know for the people who are anti-vax, because they wholeheartedly believe that this is going to damage their child. Uh I get it. You wholeheartedly believe that this will somehow damage your child, you're going to get very passionate about it on that side. If I wholeheartedly believe, as I do, that it doesn't damage your child and you choosing not to vaccinate damages other people's children, like innocent children, then I'm going to get passionate and angry about it, right? So, um, it's real interesting because I think you said what? The autism rate now is 1 in 150? Well, this she said this, I think, in like 2008. I don't know where that number came from. I have never heard anything that damning. I don't know. I I've didn't, never I actually, heard anything. I honestly didn't look into the numbers of it. And, I didn't, because that wasn't what I was focused and on. And truthfully, 1 in 150 That's a lot. seems really unlikely to me. Mm-hmm. If you said 100,000... I mean, one do you want to look thousand, it up right now? Look it up. I mean, let's, Why not? Let's look it up. Let's see what it says. Uh, we'll go there and here. Type in the old Google. 1.7%, which is no way... That's not 1 in 150. No way 1 in 100. And that was in 2014. Um, so... Well, actually, that is like a 1 in 150. Oh. No, it is. 1. Actually, 7%. it is. No, I am way wrong. You're right. Yeah. 1.7%. But again, I guess we'll have to read more about it. Uh, um, um, well, remember, it's a really wide spectrum, too, though. 
Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Anyway. Right. So it really is a one in one hundred and fifty. I guess you learn so. Something new every day. Um, one in one hundred and fifty-two among girls. One in thirty-eight among boys. It oh, says. Wow. wow. Uh. Anyways, we're we're look look we're spouting out numbers. I'm not this reading this. I'm just looking at numbers. It is from the. Uh, that's what they're from the they're CDC. quoting from the CDC. Yeah. Um. It does sound pretty damning. Yeah. But again, I think. I think with the the spectrum, it's probably not as bad as we make it, right? As as it's being made out to be, and truthfully, my thought process is, uh, even with numbers like that, if vaccines are what are causing it, and you have some people with autism, a range of it, mm-hmm. um, is that still not better than killing than people dying? In the um, masses of, of horrible, we had pre- previously horrible, horrible diseases yeah. that we had previously yeah. thought were eradicated. The worst part about it is, is the longer that these diseases live, mm-hmm. the more likely they are to become resistant. Right. So, yeah, it might suck and you might want your child to survive. And I absolutely get it. And I will tell you right now, I am not a father. I'm mm-hmm. not. And I don't have that connection. So... Maybe you're going to think I'm talking out of my ass. Mm -hmm. And maybe I am. And maybe I'll change my mind when I have a child. But I still think... I still think for the betterment of mankind, you take that risk. Because if you don't take that risk, Mm -hmm. someone else won't take that risk. And your child might die anyways. Mm -hmm. Because someone else didn't get some shot that your kid then got sick from. Because that kid sneezed on your kid... Mm-hmm. And now your kids have polio, which is eradicated. Yeah. So this goes back to the point I was making about people being very passionate on both sides of this argument. So while everybody's arguing, the scientific community has, like, very quietly been debunking this. Like, they were That's very good. quietly finding mountains of evidence against what Wakefield had asserted. At least that's what the government wants you to think. Um... Actually, it's what a British journalist wants me to think. Oh. So, Brian Deere, a British journalist, began investigating the claims of Wakefield, uh-huh. as so many others did during the media frenzy. Deere's investigative journalism on this case led him to two British press nominations. Um, because instead of more sob stories from parents who claim that their toddlers fundamentally changed after the MMR shot, mm-hmm. Deere found an intricate web of lives. Lies. Lies. Not okay. lives. I, lies. I was like, did you, did you say... Lies. Okay, web of lies. I was like, web of wives? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so two years before the study of the 12 children, Wakefield was hired by lawyer Richard Barr to conduct clinical and scientific research in hopes of filing a class action lawsuit against drug companies that manufactured the MMR vaccine. Oh. hmm Why? In hopes of making lots of money. Okay. That's why you file class action lawsuits yeah. as an attorney. Okay, okay. Um, so, Wakefield set off looking for a boogeyman because he was paid to find a boogeyman, and lo and behold, he found the fucking boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Like, what a fucking surprise, the right? fake boogeyman, yes, yes. Uh, to the tune of roughly 750000 US dollars. Ooh, that's how much he made? Yeah, that's how much he made. Wow. Actually, kind of- study of 12 people. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, that's kind of small money. Not what I was expecting. I was expecting millions, but seven hundred fifty thousand is nothing. In nineteen ninety eight, still nothing to laugh. Yeah, people were 
Yeah, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was playing then. Well, sure, but still, like... If it wasn't, it was you know, only a few years later. Yeah. Um, so if that alone wasn't enough to make you doubt the boogeyman he found, mm-hmm. at the pre- press conference for his findings in 1998, Wakefield called for the use of single vaccines for each of the three de- diseases in the MMR vaccine. Okay. And he called for them to be distributed at the rate of one vaccine per year. And nine months before that press conference, Wakefield filed a patent for a, quote, safer measles vaccine. Oh. A single vaccine for measles that wouldn't be taken seriously unless this triple vaccine got knocked off its pedestal. Hmm. Okay. Gee, what's in it for him to say uh, that this boogeyman is real, right? Yeah, I wonder. Um. Oh, and the 12 kids in the study who had been presented as a routine collection of children with developmental disorders who also happened to have digestive problems that needed treatment. Mm-hmm. And strangely enough, several of the parents blamed the MMR vaccine. That was, like, presented as it was all like, oh, these kids came to me because they had digestive problems, but they also had these developmental disorders and their parents thought it had to do with this vaccine, so I started studying it. That was all a lie. Oh, um, was it now? Those kids were brought in st- strategically through MMR campaign groups, uh-huh. and most of the parents were clients or had uh, some other form of connection with Richard Barr, the attorney mm. who had hired Wakefield to begin with. Easy to find people close to you. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, none of the 12 live in, lived in London, which is where they were being treated, and one of them was even flown in from the United States. Wow. Yeah. Not so close to you, I guess. No. So all of the patients' records noted some form of compensation for the families going to be treated by Wakefield, because he was operating under a grant as well, which okay. is just so fucked That's up. Not... It's so fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and though Wakefield said only eight of the families blamed MMR, Deer found out that all 12 of the families blamed MMR, because they were specifically looking for an attorney, because they thought this vaccine had screwed up their toddlers. Uh-huh. So... All 12 of the parents to children aged two and a half to nine and a half uh-huh. were like, MMR did this to my kid! Because there was not a lot of understanding, and because autism starts to make itself known around the same time that kids get these vaccines. Makes sense, yeah, yeah. They just automatically assumed Soon. that it must have been these vaccines, okay. and then this attorney was like, domicile! Yeah, I can get this. And mm-hmm. so the attorney was like, I'm going to hire a doctor and send these people to this doctor so that this doctor can prove this so I can sue and make lots of money. Mm -hmm. And then the families are thinking they're going to get compensation for their kids being screwed up by this vaccine. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, So Deer exposes this information in 2004, and it led to 10 of the 13 co-authors on the original study to formally retract its interpretation. Wow. Retract, retract okay. its interpretation, yeah, yeah. and they all stated that the paper established no causal link between the MMR vaccine and autism. Wow! So this paper has already been yes, in two thousand four, it's yeah. already been like, Pfft. but it, the fire was already lit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then between two thousand seven and two thousand ten, the UK's General Medical Council saw the longest ever professional misconduct hearing which found that the hospital in which Wakefield conducted the study did not find anything to implicate MMR. So, like, when the pathology department was doing, uh-huh. like, blood tests or, sure. like, doing the biopsy tests and stuff, they didn't find any of that, and Wakefield lied about it. Like, he wow. just fucking faked all the test results. Um, so, what I, what I found was, quote, Wakefield had actually consistently changed, misreported, or misrepresented the histories, diagnoses, and descriptions of the children in the study. 
It was all just a lie. Just one just big elaborate lie. Um, and the records of the children showed that some were cause for concern in terms of autism before even being vaccinated with MMR. So, mm. like, their doctors were like, we're thinking this kid might be on the spectrum. Sure. Got the MMR vaccine because that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, re- regardless of whether they're on the whether spectrum. Whether they're on the spectrum or not, mm-hmm. yeah. And then some were declared disorder-free months after the study, so they just actually, they realized that they didn't have autism oh. afterwards. And then there were some that just never had autism in their records to begin with. Like, they just weren't autistic, but they were put in the, put in the study anyway. Wow. Yeah. And then on top of that, all 12 children were put through five days of grueling tests that included spinal taps, anesthesia, and radioactive drinks. Holy crap. Five days. Um, This testing never would have cleared ethics boards in any hospital that acknowledges the Helsinki Declaration, which the Royal Free Hospital did. Okay. And Wakefield lied to the Lancet and claimed that the Royal Free Ethics Board had cleared the tests for the study, but the hospital's board didn't even know the truth about the study and the tests were being conducted and didn't give approval. So hearing so all like of this, so like ethics violations galore. I gotta know what's happened to this guy. I'm getting there. Okay, I promise. Okay. I'm getting there. Um, in 2010, the Lancet retracted the entire study. They just went, never mind. This study is bad. It's bogus. We published it. It's not. It's not good. Like ignore this study. Man, I hope this guy gets right. Burnt. They got burned at the stake. I mean, seriously, burnt at the stake. Yeah. So then he didn't. Um. The General Medical Council in the UK ordered him to be erased from the UK doctor's registrar, sure. uh, registrar, which in the United States, we would call that losing his license to practice medicine. Mm-hmm, so he mm-hmm. lost his medical license in the UK. Okay. Can't be a doctor anymore. Sure. Damn straight, this asshole can't be a doctor anymore. He sure. straight up fucking tortured 12 children for five days and then made up, made up bogus results <laughs> so that he could scare the whole world into thinking that vaccines that save lives caused autism sure he tortured five children but no, think 12 of, children 12, sorry, i'm sorry 12 children but think of the number of people that are affected from yeah, this now. the thousands of people in europe who are dying from measles right. that's his fault that's on him yeah like, over 500 people were, like, infected with measles in Disneyland, and most of them were either infants too small to get the vaccine, or people who were allergic. You know what? I hope... I, I take that back. I don't want him burnt at the stake. Mm-hmm. No, no. That's too sweet. Yeah. That's too nice for him. He needs to be put in a in a padded cell with screens on the ceiling and on the floor... That he can't get through that shows the damage, yeah, constantly mm-hmm. for the rest of his life. I mean, that he yeah. is a he is a horrible, evil human being. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Um, he so he lost his his license to practice medicine. He went on to to work for like essentially anti-vax organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says that all of this is a lie. Like, that it's all basically the government trying to bring him down, and, like, the pharmaceutical companies trying to bring him down, mm-hmm. because he was, like, no, look, this is, like, destroying children's lives. This is poisoning their brains. Yeah. Um, so he says that, like, this journalist was essentially fed this story by the government, the UK government. Okay. So that he could release it and debunk the study, but the study was accurate. But the uh, government and the pharmaceutical companies are all in collusion together 
to try to hide these facts. Except, like, there are so many other independent studies that have debunked this. Like, there are so many studies that find no, absolutely no link whatsoever did between those, MMR. Did those studies, um, did they torture children, though? No, they didn't. Oh, well, then of course they didn't find they it. They were all ethically, mm. ethically, uh, funded. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. So, so we've got, we've got this completely debunked. But the anti-vax community is still, like, very alive and very well. Um, you know, and the thing is, is it sounds like you have to live off of a conspiracy. Well, but what's crazy is, like, you don't have to live off the conspiracy because the anti-vax movement is also evolving with the science. Uh -huh. So they're like, okay, maybe it doesn't cause autism, but they're moving the goalposts. Like, they're uh -huh. like most people... Who okay. There's a statistic. It's in here somewhere. Oh, peer research. Um, one in ten Americans did not believe that the MMR vaccine is safe for healthy children. One oh. in ten. One in ten. Ten percent. That's the that's the ten percent that's ten percent of Americans don't believe yeah. it's safe. A further seven percent answered that they did not know if the vaccine was safe. It's they one just thing, didn't know. It's one thing to not know. You're not a sure. doctor. I'm not a scientist, I don't know. But if, if I trust the scientist. If you have a doctor mm -hmm. telling you that this is safe. Uh, that they've done the research. That's the thing. I trust that if a doctor is going to put something in me, they they may have not may not have done that research yesterday, but I'm sure they did it when they were in school. Yeah, they read about this stuff. I'm sure they shadowed somebody. Sure. Like, and then if they're going to if they're going to put something in me or my children, I have to trust that they 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 did. It. If they well, don't that's have exactly where I'm getting at, though, uh -huh. these people don't trust that. That's what that's what we're saying. It's like so. I said they moved the goalposts. Uh -huh. When you ask those ten percent of people why they don't think vaccines are safe, almost none of them will say something about autism. Mm -hmm. Almost none of them. They'll say things like, "Oh, well, there's a lot of like I know you hate this, but there's like chemicals in there we don't know about." Corey's big thing is he hates when people bitch about chemicals because everything's a fucking chemical. So, um. Yeah. So they'll they'll say like oh you know they're still poisoning our kids because they're putting all sorts of things in these these um these vaccines mm -hmm. and there's all these chemicals we don't know about and none of it's declared and like we don't know every ingredient that's in there because it's not necessary because there's such trace amounts of certain things. Sure, sure. Um, they only really tell us what you know like the big things as far as being allergic to it because like oh some kids can't have this because they're allergic to eggs right sure, sure that kind of thing um so they've. All they've done is move the goalposts. Okay. They've they've gone from vaccines cause autism, which in what world should that be worse uh -huh. than polio and the measles and the mumps right. and rubella? Like in what world is that worse? Apparently in this this strange mm -hmm. 10% world we live in, that's worse. Okay. But that got debunked, so they moved to the goalpost and they said, "Oh, well, it's just poisoning our kids. They give they give our kids too many too fast." And it's compromising their immune systems because they're giving these children live viruses. Okay. Which, that is, like, a much better argument than it causes autism. Like, it's a much better argument to say, they load up live viruses and they give our children 36 of these in, like, a two-year span. What is that doing to their bodies? That, that's I a can understand fair that. question. That's a, that's a, yeah, okay. But it began at, like, the hysteria around vaccines began in 1998 with this bullshit study 
linking vaccines to autism. And there are still people who actually absolutely believe that. There are sure. still people who believe that. Um, most of the reputable autism um, societies, mm-hmm. like the, the, the groups that raise money and, and are trying to find out what actually causes autism and like mm-hmm. how we can help these people, will like if you go to those websites, they're like, no, vaccines don't cause this. That's good. That's so, good. so like that, that overall has been debunked. The the vaccines cause autism thing. Uh-huh. Most people don't still believe that. Yeah. Some people will cite it. Our president, for one, says that vaccines cause autism because he's an idiot. Oh my god. <laughs> um, oh my. And god. he knows because he knows all the best scientists. He knows all the best ones. Mm-hmm. All of them. Mm. So, but any like there, there are there's a contingent, a weird, crazy contingency of the population who still believes this. There's a much bigger contingency of the population who has gone on to say, maybe not autism, but what is it doing? It can't be good, essentially. I I just, you know, I just wonder what this would sound like in the 1930s. When people were actually living with polio? Yeah. Like, if you could tell somebody in the 1930s, we can get rid of polio. You will never have to worry about your child living with polio. But there's a small chance they but might. There's a small chance this will overwhelm their immune system. Yeah. Or there's a small chance that your next door yeah. neighbor thinks this is going even, to overwhelm their child's even, immune system, and their child's going to contract even, something nasty and kill the, your kid. So let's say let's say there is this this small chance that it causes autism. I really wonder what what the public view would be in the 1930s. Do you risk it? Do you say, I would rather have my child, like, have a chance at, you know, a potential... Semi-normal life, at least. You know, uh, the, the, the yeah, semi-normal life, mm-hmm. you know, especially if they're on the, on the low end of the, sure. the spectrum. Or a chance at polio. You know, like something that could absolutely kill them—a chance at measles, a chance at mumps, a chance at all that stuff. Yeah, fucking smallpox. You know what I mean? Like something sure. that is known to kill people. So when when the the U.S. still experienced measles, um, where is it? Uh, we had a quarter of a million cases a year and around five hundred deaths every single year with the measles. Sure. We all but eradicated that until the anti-vax movement came up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Um, and that's where I get into how how this conspiracy, though the autism part of it has been obviously debunked, is still so harmful because it's still alive and well. Um there are currently 18 states that allow for non-medical exemptions to vaccines. Okay. And 12 of them, um, the number of philosophical non-medical rejections has risen since 2009. Okay. Because of these exemptions, hotspots of non-vaccinated children are cropping up. Actually, Ashland, Oregon is one of the biggest ones. Uh-huh. Um, which I found very interesting and also makes very sense. Ashland's a very crunchy granola. That makes a lot of sense. Um, hippie kind of place. So that makes a lot of sense. Um... But the hotspots are becoming breeding grounds for previously all but eradicated diseases like measles. Sure. Um, Measles outbreaks are becoming more common, and it's deadly. Like, measles is deadly. It's not a joke. It's no, like, small thing. Um, 
and we depend on children to be vaccinated on time in order to keep the herd immunity strong. Mm-hmm. So this is something a lot of people argue about, like, well, if we've eradicated it, how come we have to vaccinate people? And it's the herd immunity. Because we've already talked about you have infants that are too young mm-hmm. to get the vaccine. Sure. You have people with compromised immune systems, autoimmune diseases, they have cancer who cannot get the vaccine because they their immune systems cannot handle having a live virus infected mm-hmm. in them. And then you have um, people who are allergic to something in the vaccine who can't have the vaccine. So you have this very small, very limited number of people who aren't being vaccinated and they depend on everyone around them to get the vaccine. So it just can't like that disease can't live. Absolutely. But if somebody around, if enough people around them in these hot spots don't get the vaccine and then one of them goes to fucking Disneyland picks up measles because somebody else from another hotspot came there and then that person gets on a plane with a woman with a six-week-old baby and, next thing and you gives know, that baby measles and then goes home to this hotspot of people who weren't fucking vaccinated and gives it to all these other unvaccinated children and then the babies in the town all get measles and babies can't fucking fight measles off are you kidding me they're tiny and like have no immune systems that's why they don't get vaccines that early jesus like you were literally bringing back an epidemic type of virus that we thought was gone and it's measles now but what's fucking next right the black plague jesus and that is where my passion came in. Whew. Yeah, that was uh, that was quite the rant. I had to sit back for that one. I apologize, except I don't. Because fuck this shit. Like, it, you, you spelled it out when you were like, if you are so selfish that you care about your one child, possibly, like, tiny millisecond think that that child might get something like autism or might have a compromised immune system due to the yeah the one vaccine might tiny microscopic iota of a chance might but you don't care if the children and the people with compromised immune systems around you could possibly die yeah because of your minuscule iota of a chance fuck that you're selfish yeah absolutely selfish that's what it is yep and uh i get it i get it people care no people absolutely care there are people in my life that i care about you know and yeah there are people in my life i care about too but i it's that greater good principle it absolutely is it absolutely is i mean how would you feel if you single-handedly like wiped out all of the babies in your neighborhood right because you didn't want to vaccinate your kid because there was the mention of a chance your kid was going to be autistic don't worry, little Jimmy. You're more important than all of the uh, population of Chicago under five. Right? Yeah. Because that is that is a... Because I uh, don't want you to have a developmental disability. Yep. Don't worry. You still might have autism, though. <laughs> because it has nothing <laughs> to do with it, right? Yeah. Um, so I have, I have one closing thing to say, and it's a quote from pediatrician Paul Offit. Mm-hmm. And I thought that you in particular would really appreciate this quote. Okay. He says, quote, uh, and he's talking about the fact that we've debunked. Okay. That we've debunked this. Science is there. Quote, whether the public is hearing the scientific community's answer is another matter. It's not hard to scare people, but it's extremely difficult to unscare them. Yeah. It's hard to educate people. Yeah. It is. 
And there you have it. Guys, I'm pretty sure we have the truth on this one. <laughs> yeah, it, I found it. It's here. I think we have the truth on this one. Yeah. Uh, whether, you can stop looking. Whether you agree with us or not. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TTAS Podcast. If you are a fan of the podcast, you like what we're doing here, uh, you can jump on over to iTunes and leave us a good review. It helps people find us. It really does. Um, and you can also jump over to our Patreon, also at TTAS Podcast, and see videos, and you can get um, extra merch that's exclusive to Patreon. Mm -hmm. um, and then you help this podcast become better by Absolutely. doing that. And then... Um, you can find merch at thetruthissomewhere.threadless.com. You can find our show notes and anything important over at thetruthissomewhere.com. And if you have questions, comments, concerns, you can email us at thetruthissomewherepodcast at gmail.com. Sign off. Thanks, guys.